Welcome to The Burnout Educator. This podcast is a project of Beyond Healing Media, where we value each person's humanity and what life experiences shaped you to be the person you are. This interview-style podcast invites stories from people across the spectrum of the educational system and seeks to see the human inside the role they play. It's our desire that you will see parts of your story and those around you in the interviews that you hear. Welcome back to the Burnout Educator. Yes. I'm Ryan Savage, the Burnout Educator, and this is our co-host, Olivia. Hi, guys. And we have a guest today, a Zoom guest. This yes. is actually our first Zoom interview. It's our interview. first one. <laughs> and uh, we have Amber Harper on. And Amber Harper is, is an author, and she's got her website and a podcast, Burned In Teacher. And uh, her website is burnedinteacher.com. And it's uh, Hacking Teacher Burnout is the title of your book, right? That's right. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we really are super excited to hear your story and just want to jump right in and hear why did you get started in education? You might not like my answer when I tell you. <laughs> I, I was not one of those uh, kids that grew up know, knowing exactly what they wanted to do mm-hmm. with their lives. And um, it finally came down to Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I had just gotten accepted to Purdue university and my boyfriend was there, my high school sweetheart, Uh who is now my husband. (laughs) And, um, I got pregnant. We got pregnant my senior year in high school. And so we were, Mm -hmm. we are teenage parents. Our oldest Uh is 20, we'll be 21 in August. And I, when I was making my decision on what it was that I wanted to do in college, because we both decided that we were going to go to college. We were not going to let teenage pregnancy define our future and, and take that, those things that we were really looking forward to as far as careers away from us. The the Mm -hmm. issue with that though, is I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I really thought about what do I know? I've always been a student. I've always been in school. I've always had teachers. Therefore I can be a teacher. So that's what I'm going to do. I did go to school to be a nurse for a hot minute and then missed getting into the, the uh, nursing school by one, one hundredth of a point, Oh gosh! which turned out to be a blessing in disguise because Mm -hmm. in crisis situations, life or death situations, I lose my mind. I cannot think straight. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it was better for everybody involved in, you know, the potential future. But, um, so I went to school for education got my degree and ended up, of course, being super passionate about it because Mm -hmm. I am a fan of the underdog and I Uh will sacrifice my own well-being. And um, this is something even back through childhood that I would get myself in trouble for advocating for people that would not stick up for themselves. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's one big connection that I have had that keeps bringing me back to education, even through all of the extreme challenges that I face with daily or monthly or yearly, whatever it be the season. And, um, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I chose the profession and there's so much more to that story, but we don't have enough time for me to go into (laughs) depth. but, uh, actually my first job that I was hired for right out of college, the principal that was interviewing me asked me the same question. Why did you, did you always want to be a teacher? And I said, honestly, no. And it's not that I didn't want to be a teacher. It was that I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I thought I said it cause I was just being honest. And he goes, you know what? Me too. 
Mm. Me too. And I was like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that kind of goes into, you know, what keeps me in education, although I've left twice and returned twice. Oh man. Okay. Because I've learned what my triggers are for what has caused me to be burned out, what has caused me to leave the classroom, but also then what has brought me back. So we can get into that whenever you're ready, but (laughs) that's, that's kind of the long and the short of it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I have so many questions. Yeah, as well. <laughs> Fire away. But yeah, absolutely. I first, I, I'm curious, what is, what are your, um, like what levels have you taught at and what is, yeah, what's your certification? So the principal levels? I just talked about, he hired me to teach fifth grade in the middle of the school year. Okay. Um, a teacher oh, transitioned. Oh, that's to a challenge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was actually a wonderful experience. I, I was so grateful, of course, like right out of college, how lucky am yeah. I to land a job right out of, right mm-hmm. out of college. So uh, that was fifth grade and it was a great experience. The teacher had just transitioned to another, um, another position in the school. And then that was about 30 minutes away from where we lived. And, and, um, our daughter and my husband went to the, at the school district that we were living in, or I'm sorry, worked in and went to the school district that we lived in at the time. Mm -hmm. And I got hired to be a first grade teacher there. So I would have stayed at the other district had I not got this job where I got to actually teach my daughter and and all of that. Um, so fifth grade to first, second, then third, and then back to first, and then now in kindergarten. So it's wow. always been, yeah, it's yeah. always been, you know, mostly the, the primary level. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So you are currently teaching kindergarten right now. I am. Yes. Kindergarten. Yes. Awesome. Kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you currently seated? Are you virtual? What, what has that been like? We're this in person. Okay. Yeah, we're in Excellent. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just returned to the classroom this year after three years of being out. So I left in 2018 to pursue burned in teacher full time. Uh-huh. It was one of those things that I felt like if I didn't go all in, I would always wonder what I could have done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I did, I went all in, I made, I, I took advantage of every single minute of every single day that uh-huh. I was home. But when I came down to it, I really missed human to human interaction. Oh my gosh, and yeah. I, I really wanted to get back into the classroom, uh, not only because I missed the kids, missed the teachers, but I missed the opportunity to practice what I preached and to, and mm. to mm-hmm. live my authentic message and truth about how I feel about this work. Yeah. yeah. Amber related to that part of the thing, like, so me being in the classroom still, um, mm-hmm. it's a big thing to feel that connection with my mm-hmm. students, to feel that connection with the other teachers, like, you know, passing period is fun because I see all these kids and teachers that I don't always get to connect with. And then when I'm in the classroom and, you know, I want to go and sit down and speak with one kid and then you know, maybe to another, but sometimes it's like, I wish I could connect with everybody at once. And I would love to hear a little bit about more about like that connection that you've Mm -hmm. had with your students in the past and, and kind of your ups and downs of those battles. Mm -hmm. So you teach eighth grade, right? I do. Okay. That's our youngest daughter. She's an eighth grader this year. So I, it's interesting because people tell me, you know, I could never teach kindergarten. I'm like, I could never teach middle school. Like, don't even. <laughs> I feel um, that same a, way. Not a kindergartner teacher right here. Yeah. Like, right. Superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, superheroes. thank you. Yeah. I see we're all superheroes in our own way. Right. Um, so when it comes to student connection, like I said, I'm a fan of the underdog. I will advocate. Mm -hmm. And, but I also, one way that I really want to connect with my kids is I don't just want to be an academic teacher. I want to be, and this kind of goes into why I love what I do outside of my, you know, 
my elementary teaching job is I want to, I want to coach them. I want to coach them through life. I want to coach them through their emotions. I want to coach them through their decisions. I want to help them to see the bigger picture. And that's one way that I keep myself calm in the face of adversity when it comes to student behavior, Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of behaviors that I deal with on a daily basis. You can always tell how my day was by whether or not I end up with a top knot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a rough one today. It was a rough one. And but what I always come back to is their behavior is is not a not about me. Of course, there are, you know, behavior behavior management mm-hmm. strategies, mm-hmm. you know, social yeah. emotional, you know, support that I can give them, et cetera. But their behavior is tech, to me is typically a secondary behavior. So there's mm-hmm. something that I know has happened or has not happened mm-hmm. that's causing yeah. them to behave the way that they are behaving. And that's one way that I've kind of detached myself from my reactions yeah. and instead kind of bring myself back to, okay, what is, what is the why behind this? And is there anything that I can truly do about it? Because most of the time mm-hmm. the answer is no outside of that secondary behavior, but that's where that coaching comes in. And that's what I really love about it. But that's also to, to say that is also to say that that's where I can check myself because if I'm starting to have a reactive behavior, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that I need to check myself and I need to talk to somebody and get the support that I need. So that's kind of going off into maybe a little bit of a different yeah. path, but, but it all kind of works together for me. And I, what I love to do with the students, as far as connection is to connect with them on, on a classroom scale. We do a morning meeting every day. If we're having mm-hmm. an especially rough day and we do actually get into a circle community circle style, um, we'll do one at, in the middle of the day sometimes. And, and a lot of times we'll do one at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of bring us together. Yeah. But outside of that, I love to have those opportunities, like you said, for one-on-one conversation. Um, for for me, we don't have passing periods, obviously, um, but there is time, you know, through, our, I do a soft start in the morning. So I'm able to kind of get on their level. Hey, how you doing this morning? Or they'll come mm-hmm. to me with that. Um, it, what we say is in the yellow zone. We talk about zones of regulation and um, they, they look angry or they look really sad. So I'm able to say, you know, Hey, what's going on? And sometimes I want to talk about yeah. it. Sometimes they don't, you know? Uh, so just getting to know them on a personal level as much as I can. I have 28 this year. So that's Oof. been pretty challenging. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm doing kindergarten. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> but again, I come back to, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing yeah. the best that I can. Yeah. And the best that I can, the best that I can do is literally the best that I can do. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't, I don't know if that's the entry we're looking for, but that's where I, where I continually go. Yeah. No, no answer that I'm looking for other than like that, like understanding who you are and how you've come to this moment. And it's super cool to me and exciting to connect to other teachers. Um, Just like I feel connected to Ryan, just talking about, you know, when he was in the school system and trying to figure out how to foster all those things that we want so terribly bad, but then also realizing like, not always there you know right yeah yeah I think something that I hear I hear you saying now and that I felt as a through line through what I what I saw in your text too is just this this idea of really staying grounded in what's inside the really the circle of what we can control and Mm -hmm. just still really staying rooted and honoring to ourselves and in how we can just interact with others that Mm -hmm. way honor ourselves that way honor others that way um, I know from my experience, I, just reflecting here recently, you know, I was trying to move mountains right. as a building administrator 
and didn't realize that I was carrying and trying to move so much at one time Mm -hmm. and just how challenging that can be and how isolating that feeling is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think, you know, a lot of really good conversations are happening right now around the topic of burnout and self-care. And I have my own opinions about both, of course, but I think one important thing to recognize and what you just said, Ryan, is that we are a profession full of type A perfectionist control freak people pleasers. Mm -hmm. And when you put all of those, when you put that, those labels together in a very tight space, um, it's a recipe for burnout and it's a recipe for disaster. We all want to save the world. We all want to, you know, we all have savior syndrome, you know, we all (laughs) want to control everything, you know, down to every color coded little label that we have in our classrooms. Yes. That, and, and I am a believer that burnout is not our fault, but I think it is our responsibility to recognize that in ourselves and Mm -hmm. also equally important to recognize it in others and, and realize that that is one huge piece of this puzzle that Mm -hmm. a lot of times goes unnoticed or, or nothing changes around it because we just accept that as the way that it is. And I'm just a people pleaser and, yeah. or I'm just, just a control kids, freak. I'm, right? just, I'm just type A, I'm just yeah. type A, you know? Yeah. And then therefore we have now permission to just accept the fact that we want to control everything and we'll keep trying, but we're always going to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's just a, it's just, it's hard to watch that happen, you know, so often in this profession, not to say that of course there are a lot of things in the profession that are unattainable, unrealistic, Mm -hmm. inappropriate, um, for different age levels and different, you know, expectations Mm -hmm. for teachers, but really keeping an eye on, you know, what, what stories am I telling myself about who I am and what my truth is? And does that have to be my truth? Do I have to keep believing that's mm-hmm. what a good teacher does or is or says or uh, believes. Yeah. I'm really curious kind of what, so I know my way to some of those like concepts and constructs. I'm curious, like what's your story of, of getting to the burned in teacher and getting to that moment in, tw- in 2018 that says like enough is enough. And it was that forever enough is enough for now. And then mm-hmm. some of these, yeah. Where did, some of these ideas come from of really being able to stay rooted in, in what you're responsible for and what you're, what you can control. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. And it is, it is multi-layered. I, I like to say that burned in teacher was really born out of my burnout because I started teaching in 2007, like I said, in fifth grade, and that was a great experience Didn't have any burnout issues there. I, I loved it. I, I loved that school. I love that principal. Um, where my burnout started was the following fall when I took this position in first grade mm-hmm. at, at the district, actually that Jeff and I, Jeff is my husband. He's a, he's an elementary school principal as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we worked in the same building, um, different grade levels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But so I started with this team in first grade that, uh, I've, I've learned that a lot of people have this, a lot of new teachers have the same experience and I never realized it until I, until I started talking about it that as the newbie, very excited to share ideas, to collaborate. And this Mm -hmm. was just not the team that did that. They had a leader Mm -hmm. who was an unspoken leader, but you did everything she said, or Mm -hmm. you basically got crucified. It was collaboration was non-existent. We called it collaboration. It was a tyranny. And (laughs) I did not, it did not set well with me. And 
I am, I'm not somebody now I will sit and listen, of course, until, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I really do have some input to give But back in those days. I, I was not so good at (laughs) self-regulation and I was not self-aware. So I did put myself into some situations where I did come across as argumentative and challenging. And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and of course this goes way back. Okay. This was (laughs) not just a new teacher issue, Uh, but (laughs) I put myself into some positions where I did not advocate for myself very well or very professionally. And it just did not, it just was not, it was not a good fit. I heard that from my Mm -hmm. principal. I heard that from other people. It's not a good fit. Mm -hmm. So my burnout started there because I was like, wow, like I have no voice, Mm -hmm. none. Like I'm not even really allowed to talk (laughs) during these collaborations. So it started there. Um, I had our second daughter the following spring. Uh, mm-hmm. And so with all of this pressure, all of these challenging relationships oh that gosh. I was ha- having, yeah. it kind of went downhill from there. I I'm pretty sure I had postpartum depression mm. after that didn't deal with it well. And I just kind of, there were, you know, things that happened after that, that kind of put me onto this roller coaster of burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say two years in that grade level, I was moved to second grade and it was a dream come true. That team, we were good friends, great friends. I moved to third grade Mm -hmm. with some of them, great friends, wonderful team. Um, but then it all kind of came, I know I'm like fast forwarding a lot, but in, in 2014 was where I had sort of my rock bottom come to Jesus moment where Mm. I was, I knew something had to change. We had just gotten a brand new puppy and I went home to let him Mm. out. We lived about three minutes away from the school, went home to let him out from his kennel to go to the bathroom. And he had crapped all over his kennel, Mm. rolled in it, sat in it. He was a mess. And all of these feelings that I had had, all of these emotions that I was stuffing down, that I was really, really being challenged with, they all came Mm. to a head. Because of this thing that just made me feel so out of control, it just brought up all these emotions. So I cleaned him up, cleaned myself up best that I could. Okay. This was a very human experience. Like it isn't pretty. Mm -hmm. So I get, I get back to school and we were a team of nine third grade teachers and I walked through the door and they were all kind of chit chatting there in the hallway before the kids came in from recess. And they all knew my husband, he taught at that, you know, he, he had moved on to a different Mm -hmm. district to be an assistant principal at that time, but they all knew him, loved him. They thought he had died. That's how hysterical I was. And can you imagine their underwhelm when I tell them that I was so angry and upset because my dog pooped in the kennel? Yeah. I, he got, Jeff got phone calls. He got phone calls about their concern for me because I was so hysterical. And unfortunately that's not the first time that that had happened. And it was, it was that moment combined with a couple of others that I'm like, Amber, no one is going to come and save you. You Mm -hmm. have, you have to save yourself and whether you stay in teaching or you don't, you Mm -hmm. cannot keep riding this roller coaster. You can't keep going up and down and up and down and taking your Mm -hmm. friends and your family and your students along this crazy ride. It's not fair to them. It's certainly not fair for you. So that's when I kind of dove into personal development and self-help yeah. and mm-hmm. I just became addicted and I started reading things that I would, I would talk about it with people and talk about these things that I was reading and people would be like, Oh, okay, that's nice. You know, uh, so good for you, I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good for you Amber, yes. you're not yes. crying in yes. your car anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> funny so now, not I, funny then, I'm yes. sure. But, oh no, it was not at all. And it took forever. And it was just a lot of, just a lot of hard work. And yeah. uh, I ended up leaving that school district the following year, um, mid-year to take an executive director position. And I was in a little bit of a better place mentally, but then I started to have these, these dreams and desires of, do you, do you want to be in the classroom? Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I want to be in the classroom forever. I think I might want to do something else, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just it yeah. for me. So I was then at that time, what I would consider burned and bored, um, where I was just having, I, I was, I was a great teacher. I had, you know, I was, you know, I had great relationships with my students and, and other teachers, et cetera, but I just didn't, I was just feeling a pull and I didn't know what it was. Um, I left that district to take an executive director position at a local nonprofit. That was an educational nonprofit. They -hmm. shouldn't have hired me. (laughs) Okay. They were, they should have closed it before they hired me. The, the, the current ED had retired and she, um, she, they should have closed it down. It just was not in a great financial spot. I'm not a business person. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I took it, closed it. What else am I going to do? I'm just a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to be able to do. Oh, wow. So I went to a different district with that mentality of, well, you tried, you failed, you suck. You're just, oh, this is it for you. So then I was a different type of burn. I was burned and over it. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. just, I, I suck. I'm the worst ever. I was working so hard and here mm-hmm. I am. And and all at the same time, you have a little child. Yeah. 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 Well, at that time, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. At that time, Avery was seven and yeah. Hannah would have been about 13, 14. Uh-huh. And yes. mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, all of this is happening. And I feel like my world is just, you know, my life is just, I, I'm on this hamster wheel and everything is just passing me by. And I'm just going through the motions and, mm. Um, 2016, I was invited to go to a Google summit at, um, at this new district that I was at. And Mm -hmm. when I went to this summit, it was, it was that pivotal moment where I was like, I want to become a Google trainer. I want to start blogging. Mm. I want to start talking about this. Like, Uh so along with this personal development that I finally got back into again, I started becoming a Google trainer and that's sort of where burn and teacher. I actually bought the domain, April, 2016, burn and started Uh blogging about my story. I have been very honest and, and, and pretty, pretty honest about what it is that I've felt and what I've said and what I've done in the past and my mistakes and, you know, people mm-hmm. that I've worked with and what I wish I would have done differently. And the reason I left in 2018 was because I had created a course. I had created this community. I had aspirations to possibly write a book. I was, I was yeah. starting to speak. Yeah. I was doing Google training and I was having to say no to a lot of opportunities being in the classroom full time. Sure. Um, and so I left and, and I didn't leave because of burnout in 2018. I left because I really needed to try it. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what has led me now here, you know, COVID happened. I was yeah. at home a lot, a yes. way, a way, way more than I ever experienced or expected to be. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I don't, I don't thrive by myself every sure. day, all day. Right. I I've yeah, learned yeah. that I'm kind of, I can be an extroverted introvert. Like I love having yeah. alone time, but I love, I get energy from people, total empath both positive and negative. And, <laughs> um, and I just, I, I found a, a pretty good balance between the two. Yeah. Amber, in your story, what I hear a lot of as you move back and forth in this was um, maybe even a lacking of validation from others within your feelings at mm-hmm. different times. And that speaks so much to me mm-hmm. and the world that I'm in right now. And in 
that you're also in, in a different state of like, we're trying to teach and COVID and we're feeling this and this. And it's like, is somebody not understanding where I'm at or is somebody in the same place and they're, they're fighting their own battles. So then they're not giving me the validation that I need. And, and where do I find that? And what I hear in your story is I'm not sure where I'm finding that outside of me, but I'm going to look and find it yes. within myself. Yes. And I'm going yeah. to learn to validate my own feelings mm -hmm. and say, it's okay to feel where I am. And that doesn't mean that I have the answer right then and there. And, yeah. and as you, you know, you said like the roller coaster back and forth and up and down. And I really am experiencing a lot of gratitude for you sharing those moments mm -hmm. because it's not saying like, I have the answer and I've always had the answer. It's saying, no way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. And in fact, one thing that I, I try to be very clear about is being a burned in teacher. There are, there are six stages to this burned in, uh, on this burned in scale. Okay. Um, zero being completely and totally burned out. And then stage number five, which is burned in. And I, I'm, I'm very clear with people, especially in the mastermind that this is, this is not <laughs> this is not a guarantee that you are going to be sunshine and rainbows, bluebirds <laughs> sitting on your shoulders, yeah. smiling, skipping down the hallway, <laughs> right? That's not what this is about. This journey, this process is about moving through the burned out feelings, mm. moving through your challenges and your hardships instead of fighting against them. Mm. I will use the term beat burnout, fight burnout, because it's more widely used sure. and accepted mm -hmm. and talked, you know, it's, that's kind of the verbiage people use, but I actually don't look at it as a fight. I think that's aggressive. I think that there has to be mm -hmm. a winner and a loser in that situation. And yeah. for me, what I look at as, as a burden teacher is it's an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. And so a burden teacher is not somebody who's skipping down the hallways, dancing on desks. You know, it, it's not about that. It's about knowing and understanding yourself yeah. and how you kind of work with your environment um, before you start to make decisions on whether or not you need to leave that environment, whether it be yeah. the grade level, the, the school, the district, the, the profession, mm -hmm. yeah. um, because there there's, there's one of two, if not both things that need to change when you're struggling with burnout. And that is first of all, you, mm -hmm. you have to look inwardly, build some self-awareness inner and in, internal and external self-awareness. And that's a process because mm -hmm. no kidding. Yeah. we don't want to change ourselves. We no want way. everybody no else to change for us. There are us. plenty of problems for me to go and find. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's way easier to become the victim than it is mm -hmm. to become your own hero in your story. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what I was really challenged with, because like I said before, I did not have self-awareness and I'm talking like back through elementary school. I can remember situations yeah. that I was in that I was like, of course, they're going to make fun of you. You're a loud mouth. Like, <laughs> so I, you know, I go back even to then to where it's like, I needed a teacher that coached me and maybe they did, but I just wasn't ready to change. I wasn't ready mm -hmm. to hear it, you know? And mm -hmm. unfortunately there are a lot of adults that are that way too, both administrators and teachers and yeah. people in our government and et cetera. You could go on forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's a really hard stuff. The next thing that we, that we may need to change is our environment, because if we, are finding that we're doing all of the work internally and externally to help ourselves to be successful, but we are working in a chronically toxic environment. Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned earlier, and this was something that I, I realized a long time ago, but didn't really, yeah. didn't really internalize it is that just switching grade levels can change your world. Seriously. Just, yeah. I mean, down the hallway Yeah. changed my life. And, you know, but that's not always every, it's not always as simple as that. Right. So mm -hmm. 
So that's what this whole process is meant to do. It's, it's put together, um, all of the things that I've learned about personal and professional development and, Mm -hmm. uh, and through research and through experiences, and it's put everything into kind of a nice, neat package. Not everybody's journey is the same, um, because everybody is a different type of burnout, a different personality. Mm -hmm. They all have different places that they want to end up both, you know, Mm -hmm. figurative figurative, excuse me, figuratively and literally. Uh And, you know, but this is just kind of helped people to, to process through these things and help them to, um, to kind of stop you know, being against that proverbial window of fogginess and help them to mm-hmm. gain some clarity on who they are and what they want to do with their life and career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so curious because I feel like I'm at the beginning of this journey that you started around 2016 when you shared that you went to the Google conference and you were like, you were, it sounds like you were like kind of presented with this medium mm-hmm. that says you can just kind of project out there what your experience has been and see what where it goes and what happens and i it was june of this last year that olivia and i were sitting together and i just kind of was like i think i might maybe want to do this i don't know what do you think yeah you think would be a good idea okay maybe cool i don't know and then it's been this experience of extreme growth inside of me and just validation and confusion and excitement and fear and like this process of really taking like an honest inventory of what the reality of my experience was and then inviting other people to join me and then publishing that mm-hmm. like that's that's a deal and so I mean, what was that like for you like 2016 to that 2018 where you make the decision to like go all in in the community what was that like to be in that seat I didn't sleep. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I was so stoked. Uh, I, I blogged all the time. I was reading wow. all the time. I was listening yeah. to podcasts all the time. Like I was all in on burned in teacher and I had no idea what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And for my husband, who is very, very straight and narrow, very, and I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way. I just mean like he is so steady, so calm. Mm-hmm. I thank God I have him in my life. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I am like turbulent all I am. <laughs> I'm always what I'm like Shakira, like, like try everything. I want to try all the things I want to <laughs> yeah. dabble in all the things. And he's like, why are you going to do that when this is working so well, you know, and yeah. it's not perfect, but it's working, you know, and yeah. he's just such a steady guiding light, but he could not wrap his head around this whole blogging thing. And sure. yeah. he listens to podcasts like crazy, uh-huh. but he was like, so what's like, who are you, what are you trying to do with, you know, with all of this? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to keep on going. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just knew something would come of it and, and it, and it has. Um, but I think I have to, I have to kind of go a little bit deeper in what you just said, Ryan, because what you're doing is something that people look at as very daunting, or they either don't see the point in it mm-hmm. when, when you're struggling and you actually do start doing, and it even seems very simple, you know, to some, to some end, when you start to really dive deep into what brought you here and to really reflect yeah. on those experiences, or the people that were involved or the habits that you fell into or mm-hmm. fell out of, or the things that you focused on or the person that you focused on when you were really struggling, that reflective process is 
everything. And when people are struggling with burnout and they go to, you know, Google and they type in what are symptoms and solutions of burnout, you're going to get any number of bulleted point lists of things, right? But it's so much deeper than that. It's so much more personal than that. And it's not as easy as going through a checklist and saying, yep, doing that, yep, doing that, yep, doing that. Because not everybody, like I said, is the same type of burnout. Not everybody yeah. is the same type of yeah. personality. Not everybody has struggled or tried this, the same things. Right. So it's yeah. unfair to tell people to get more sleep and to take their email off their phone. And oh. then <laughs> you will not have burnout yes. anymore. Right. Yes. And then of course, now we have this whole talk about, you know, this whole subject of self-care. And I, mm-hmm. I love getting my nails done, right? I recently, uh, I got in a car accident in December and realized mm-hmm. how much I love full body massages. They're freaking amazing, yes. <laughs> but it doesn't matter how many glasses right. of wine I have right. or how many massages I, I get. That's not helping to change me right. where I need to change. It's not helping me grow in ways that I need to grow. It's not helping mm-hmm. me to have conversations that are hard to have. It's not helping me to be more disciplined and intentional about who I'm hanging out with and what I'm doing with them and conversations that we're having. Yeah. yeah. Self-care can become quickly some self-destruction or some self-distraction from the yeah. real work that needs to be done. Cause that's the hard, scary self-care. That's mm-hmm. that radical yeah. self-care that some people are talking about. So, so what you're doing the reason that I feel like it's so enlightening for you is because you're learning all of these things and you are looking inwardly and you are yeah. reflecting on what brought you to where you are. And in fact, that's kind of step one of the burn in process is begin where you are and really reflecting mm-hmm. on how long has this been happening? What really triggered, what was your rock bottom moment? What triggered these feelings of I'm, I'm burned out. You know, mm-hmm. we, we can't just start talking about solutions without talking about the causes Yeah, because yeah. it is. It, it matters. It matters so much. So I, I was really glad to hear you say that. That's why I started smiling whenever yeah. you started talking about yeah. all the work you're doing, because it makes a difference. And that's what, what I hear in that is so much of what I think we try to embody, which is this, you know, awareness before, before anything mm-hmm. else, just having this self-awareness, but then you speaking so much about like awareness of what's going on around you. And I wonder how you feel about seeing that within your school system. And I mean, all of us have different districts and different schools yeah. and, you know, our admin are different and they're changing and our, the teachers around us. But one thing that I struggle with a lot within this just you know, our world right now is maybe feeling that I'm constantly working towards awareness within myself or seeing something and, you know, oh, this feels good to me to do it this way. And then getting in a group of educators that, you know, I work with and, you know, are in charge of me and our district and how you feel about having this awareness and then seeing maybe that the system that you're working for is doing something that could be battling against it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this goes kind of circles back to your circle of control. Mm -hmm. And this is where the topic of mental strength comes in because it's really easy in those moments, in those um, systemic moments where you are outside of your, um, your four walls of your classroom, where the magic happens, Mm -hmm. where on the outside, Mm -hmm. all of this other stuff is happening. That could be what you could be telling yourself is impending doom to Mm -hmm. your classroom and the way that you, you know, the beliefs that you have about how things should be done. And 
honestly, I, I hear you and feel exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. because especially in Indiana, there are some bills that are looking as yeah. if you're ever yeah. on TikTok or Instagram, I'm sure you've seen them. And those are the types of things that can easily just pummel you off of your, off of yes. your pedestal <laughs> of feeling amazing about what you do. Yes. And I've been asked before why I don't do more with systemic change, why I don't mm-hmm. talk more about policy change and my sister's mm-hmm. even like, why aren't you in politics? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not, that's not where, where change is going to happen the fastest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Change is slow, but when we're talking about systemic change, there are so, there are so many more moving parts to that. And I'm just not so interested. I, yeah. I'm not interested in the top down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because really, if you talk to some of my friends, they believe that it's not top down. It's because we're in such a middle, <laughs> we're in such a, it, it's, it's like from yeah. the middle out in many different directions, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I choose to focus on my students in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And when I'm asked, I will talk to other people about mm-hmm their, their circle of control and Uh how they can help themselves to focus on that as well. And it's hard. And Mm. because I want to help others and I I hear and see things happen, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in my building or out on the internet or, Mm -hmm. and I want to give my two cents and I want to say, you know, being offended, being offended by this and wasting your energy, commenting and blasting teachers or mm-hmm. you know, blasting mm-hmm. the system. That's all, that's all energy that you could be using elsewhere mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. comment's not going to change anything. This point that you're trying to make the last minute in the staff meeting is not going to change anything. Yeah. It's just causing more negativity. Um, but I am on the other hand, a fan of, of course, advocating for yourself mm-hmm. when you need mm-hmm. something and see, this is where if you've done the inner work and you, and you know yeah. how to ground yourself and you know, what's important to you and you know why you're doing what you're doing and, um, and what your goals are and who you're there to serve, then you can start thinking about, is this the environment that I am going to be my best self in? And this is where you mm-hmm. get to start to make that decision that, you know, is this the best grade level for me? Is this the best school building for me? Is this the best role for me? Yeah. Is this the best district? Is this the best career for me? Mm-hmm. You know, I wholeheartedly believe that not everybody belongs in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Not everybody should be a principal. Yeah. And yeah. It's up to us to, to really decide what's best for us. And there's no shame in, in mm-hmm. you saying I've tried and I really feel like right now it's best for me to step out of this career. Yeah. And, and there are times when they come back and yeah. there are times when they don't, you know, mm-hmm. because then you realize, well, there's BS in every single career that I've <laughs> yeah. like, there's no yeah. perfect profession out there. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to tell you, even working yeah. for yourself is a nightmare in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, work is work. And I know one of the things that you wanted to talk about was, is, is teaching a calling? Is it a career? Is it a job? Mm -hmm. For me, it's a job. And I'm very Mm -hmm. open and honest about that. And it's somewhere I I wouldn't go hang out in a school for, for free. I I wouldn't do it. You know, there Mm -hmm. are people that, that volunteer their time, you know, they're retired or Mm -hmm. or whatnot, any number of reasons you would volunteer to be in a school. I think that's great. But the the hard and truth, true fact is I went to college to be a teacher, to get paid to teach. It's a job. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said earlier, I wasn't called to teach. I did it because I, me, I, I was, I was a mom. Like I had to decide 
mm-hmm. what I was going to do. And, you know, there are different people that will take that in different ways. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I don't feel like I settled. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm stuck in it. I, I just know that if I'm not happy in this job, that it's my job to decide what is my next best step. And then what's my next best step. And I think that sometimes we can really, some people who don't understand that we don't have to have life all figured out and we don't have to control everything that, you know, this is just our one experience on this Mm -hmm. earth and it's okay to even make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to make it, make uh, you know, a bad call about a career. Like I did, you know, leaving my job and going to be that executive director, you know, Mm. I looked at it as a failure for a long time. And now I look at it as a gift there. Mm -hmm. I would have never, I would have never moved to this district and found burned in teacher. Had Mm -hmm. I not been at that place in that moment, it's a gift. And, and that's, that's truly what I want. And I know people who are so burnout and so miserable, and they are at that stage zero of burnout. I know that they're crying in their cars and they're feeling isolated and Mm -hmm. they're, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to talk to anybody and, you know, they're extremely negative and people talk about them in negative ways. But what I, where I want people to do is to get to the point where they look at this as the journey and opportunity that it is even be grateful for the burnout, Mm -hmm. because if you use that as fuel to fire, Mm -hmm to fire you up. I mean, it's just the possibilities are endless. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you're Instagram famous or that, you know, you're like I said, you know, dancing on desks, you know, millions of followers. That's not, that's not what this is all about for me. Mm -hmm. This is about me being true and honest to myself Mm -hmm. and, and even selfishly so that I don't burn out again because I consistently go through this process myself Mm -hmm. because I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I have cried this year. Yeah. Okay. I sat in an office with our school counselor today and I said, I yelled at my kids today. Mm -hmm. I, and I recognize that as something that it's like, if I say something or do something and I'm like, who are you? Mm -hmm. That is, that's, that's yeah. a trigger for me to say, you got to talk to somebody. Do you need to mm-hmm. get some, get, I don't mean like professional help, but I mean like, you need to get help with this. <laughs> okay? mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I do, you know, and there are some people that do need professional help, but they're too proud or ashamed to say that mm-hmm. that's what they need. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. You know, I'm a coach. I I'm not going to help you heal from your past, but I am going to help you to, to move forward to towards mm-hmm. the future that you yeah. want. And, um, and that's hard. It's so yeah. hard. I compare it a lot to, um, getting six pack abs. Like we can't just say, you know, I I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. beat burnout. And then the next morning you're like, yeah, getting out of bed at five 30 in the morning, four 30 in the morning. And, you know, just, you know, grabbing life and, it's not that easy. It's, it's takes dedication. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of changes. It takes, it takes, you know, ditching old habits, creating new ones and sticking yeah. with them for a long, long time. It's, it's not as easy as, yeah. as it might, as it might seem. Um, mm-hmm. but maybe the burn in process and burn in teacher and, and burned out educator will make it a little simpler for you. You yeah. know, if yeah. you're, if you're struggling. For sure. I, I just, I see you and what you're doing as such an advocate for Mm -hmm. people to just be themselves Mm -hmm. and to just ask them themselves the question like what's good for right now Mm -hmm. right and I love in your story that you you had like the roller coaster that you described Mm -hmm. and then you left and then you 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 know you failed failed and then you came and then you started something and you're continuing to do it but 
gosh, so much what I see and what it was my experience is just, it's like, it's either this for the rest of my life or forever. And I should just be happy with it mm-hmm. or it's none. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. It can right. be a conversation of what's best for this moment right now. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be the same in, in a week or, or two yeah. years or, or 10 years. Exactly. Like we can exactly. just do what feels best for us now. Yeah. And that's such you're just such an advocate in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's, you are just, sh- you sharing your story is such validation to experience mm-hmm. and an invitation for people to just wonder like, what would it be like if, yeah. if I just took a year for a break, if I tried something different, I mean, just yeah. what, what opportunity and invitation well, that you're offering. What you're talking about are a couple of really important mindset shifts. One of them is that, um, you know, the, all these things are happening to happening to me and I'm the victim. Instead mm-hmm. saying these things are happening. What's my next move? Like that's a yes. huge mindset shift. Yeah, it really and is. A lot of times teachers are, are jumping right to, well, this is all, this is all happening systemic district wide mm-hmm. state level. All this is happening. I'm out and they leave and, and there's no judgment there. You know, you have to do yeah. what's best for you. But the, but the second mindset mindset shift that really needs to happen. That's really super important is that you can't keep doing the same things and expecting different results. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's the definition of insanity. So you, you have to do something different and you may have to do several things different to figure out what to get the results that you want to get. Yeah, seriously. And even through that process, you might realize that what you thought you wanted to get is actually not the thing you, you think you're going over here, but you actually <laughs> want to go over here. Uh-huh. And it, it just comes from trying things and it could be classroom management. It could be how much time you're spending planning. It could be mm-hmm. grade level you're teaching. It could be so many things. And I, I, that that's where burnout turns from something that's like a, like a life sentence of misery to an opportunity that becomes really exciting. Cause it's like, wow, I yeah. have this huge opportunity to change my life. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't always have to, it's complex even... problems. It's complex yeah. problems with complex beings and the oversimplification of what, what is the problem yeah. is oh. something that can be so like consuming Yes, and yeah. when you're in it. That's where sitting here listening to you, I just want to express to you, like, I, I label myself so much in the, like, I'm not your typical, like, teacher that's organized, like, I'm the artist, right, and so my classroom is a mess, and, like, also, I don't care, because I'm just going to throw things in a closet, and I'll look at it later, but then I have so much of this type A personality, where it's like, but what if I mess up, and Mm -hmm. this is what I wanted to do, so what if I don't want to do that? (laughs) You know, and it's like, no, that's not okay because that's not the answer for a life, you know, right. <laughs> because it's, it's a lifetime. We're looking at retirement. We're looking at, you know, this and that. And, and I can tell you, honestly, like I was expressing to Ryan before this, I'm a little nervous about talking to Amber because I don't know like where she's going to come out with this. And I don't know what it's going to evoke with me mm-hmm. and where I'm at and my feelings and, and the experiences that I'm having and still trying to figure out just within life, like everybody is. Um, and I just want you to know that it's, really filling to hear you say things like everybody has their own way that they'll go about this. And it's a matter of choosing what to do within where you're at in your life. And it's, here's, here's some helpful things that I find, you know, and, and here's my book and here's, but also just hearing you be human and sharing what you've gone through and what you continue to go through Mm -hmm. is something that allows me to 
work to be more human. And, and that vulnerability that you have met us with is something that just is going to continue to fill me with this desire to, to wonder what you've, you know, placed out there with us today. And mm -hmm. gosh, that's, it's, it's really nice to have this feeling after I was like, Oh, I'm a little nervous. Like oh. what a amazing way that you have yeah. met us and that you're meeting everybody yeah. that you're coaching. What an awesome invitation. It makes me yeah, so, awesome. so happy that there are, you know, people and you out there mm -hmm. for others to have, yeah. because I think education, I mean, in so many other uh, jobs need more of humans. And I really Thank see you. you as that. I yeah. couldn't agree more. I 100% agree with, with what you're saying. And I think, you know, based on what you just said, like your beliefs are changing a little bit. And that is huge because mm -hmm. beliefs are choices and choices can be changed. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, so what you're, what you're seeing already is, is a mm -hmm. shift in, in your mm -hmm. mindset. And that's, that's hard, that's hard to do. So, mm -hmm. so I, I've just really enjoyed sharing this with you tonight. Yes, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. Yeah. Thanks Amber. And, uh, I cannot wait to continue to follow you. Oh I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm super excited to hear just where you go next and what the thank next you. steps are. And thank you for accepting the invitation to come and join us. It uh, was really excited exciting for us to see her again uh, yeah. and come back. Yes. Thank you, you know, so much. It's kind much. of strange. Anytime I can talk about burnout, I, I jump on the opportunity, which just seems <laughs> a little morbid in some ways, but <laughs> we always end up laughing and, and, you know, it ends yeah. up being a really productive conversation. So I'm just so, sure. so grateful to be able to share my story with you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, the you. listener, if, uh, if you'd like to, if you have a question for Amber or a question for us, reach out at contact at burnouteducator.com and yours is contact at burntinteacher.com. Yes. Support at burntinteacher.com. Support. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And yep, if you're interested you're in supporting uh, free therapy for students, then yes. look us up at patreon.com slash burnout educator. And until next time, yeah. thank you so much, Amber. Yes. Thank you, Olivia. Yes. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. The Burnout Educator is pleased to partner with Beyond Healing Center in providing therapy services to children and their families who couldn't otherwise afford it. But we need your help to do that. For as little as $10 a month, you could help a child or family in need find the help that they deserve. Go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash burntouteducator and select the contribution that's right for you. Anything helps and all is appreciated. Thank you and we look forward to partnering with you. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and that you got to see a piece of yourself in the story you heard today. If you want to stay connected with the Burnout Educator podcast, please subscribe. The Burnout Educator is a product of Beyond Healing Media. Our filmographer is Tyler Wassum. Our creative team is Jen Savage, Kayla Boston, and Jamie Eggert. Production and original music by our executive creative director, Bridger Falkenstein. Original artwork by our co-host, Olivia Willoughby. A special thanks to today's interviewee and the entire Beyond Healing team. Until next time, this is Ryan Savage, the Burnout Educator. The Burnout Educator is a product of Beyond Healing Media. Our filmographer is Tyler Wassum. Our creative team is Jen Savage, Kayla Boston, and Jamie Eggert. Production and original music by our executive creative director, Bridger Falkenstein. Original artwork by our co-host, Olivia Willoughby. A special thanks to today's interviewee and the entire Beyond Healing team. Until next time, this is Ryan Savage, the Burnout Educator. This podcast is a project of Beyond Healing Media.
a media creation group committed to creativity, community, and embracing the beauty of being human. If you like this podcast, you might also like the other podcasts of Beyond Healing Media. Notice That is an EMDR podcast hosted by Emdria-approved consultants and trainers who use EMDR in their practice. Beyond Trauma is an educational podcast on the journey of trauma therapy and what it means to be humans who have been hurt but are learning to recover and grow, living the life we all want of safety and connection. The Evidence-Based Therapist is an educational podcast where we read so you don't have to. On this podcast, we discuss seminal, recent, and relevant research on psychotherapeutics and the embodied relational sciences. How do we know what is evidence-based and how do we use it in our practice? You'll find out on the EBT podcast.